It's about a half a day to get there If we travel by night, dragonfly No, it's not in Spain But all the same, you know it's a and we are live. Welcome to Light the Sky, episode two of our Jimi Hendrix discography, where we go track by track, album by album, through some of the greatest discographies that have ever gone on to Light the Sky, certainly done by Jimi Hendrix in the late 60s. And tonight, uh, being that we're covering 1967's Axe's Bold of Love, we didn't even have to wait very long. I believe six months to the date, uh, uh, or close to six months at least, uh, from the release of Are You Experienced, perhaps a more self-aware album that we will be debating tonight. Uh, I believe we have 12 tracks on this one. Is that correct? No, 13 tracks to get through, uh, 13, including yeah. a little skit or two, I suppose. Um, so what we do is we go track by track, and we debate this, then we love or flush it. Uh, I've got uh, I've got Kevin on tonight, I've got Chris, and Alex, our contender, is still on tour with the band Lurk. Uh, plug them last show, uh, check them out if you are in the area, and uh, see what the... What, what, uh, Hardcore Punk has in uh, store for you. So uh, we'll just be, again, a trio for this entire discography and also streaming live on Twitch, Twitch TV slash Light the Sky. And um, yeah, let's just jump right into it tonight. I am starting off the opening thoughts for this album. Uh, we have 13 tracks, like I said, a bit more self-aware, uh, I think, than the first record, which was a lot more of the... Just, you know, an artist recording something, just, just get this man in front of the microphone type deal, I suppose, uh, that you would have had with the first record. Whereas this one, it's a little bit more aware of the scene. Um, and when you have bands that do that, and it has that, you know, you, you kind of lose some of the magic, I suppose, when you have a band that becomes aware of what it's doing in the world. Uh, and that is where this album suffers. It's still got a lot of great content. It still has a lot of... Uh, just guitar clinics put to tape. Uh, there are some songs on here where you can absolutely just dive into it and just peel back the onion and just continue to find more and more with each listen uh, when it comes to the guitar composition, the guitar phrasing, I suppose you would put it, or just the way that the man slings the guitar and makes it, uh, orchestrates it, I suppose, throughout the composition. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of ideas on this record and, you know, there's, there's a lot of credit you can give to the guy for having so many ideas to have two albums in one calendar year. It just, I wanted to hear the good songs fleshed out a little bit more and just cut the obvious garbage, uh, that was just really straight in my opinion, pandering to the scene. Uh, just, there's just a few too many moments of this record that are just hard cringe when it comes to just hearing certain bits. And I think, I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. Everybody on this call probably knows where I'm going with that. Um, so I want to see if you guys want to change my mind or if you might have a different opinion on your own, uh, because this one I think is definitely a step down from Are You Experienced? Uh, hard to follow up because that is considered one of the greatest debut albums of all time. And we've covered some good ones. And I think this is probably uh, the highest rated we've given uh, collectively a record, uh, a debut record. So a big credit to that one. This one is, uh, uh, despite some very, very strong moments, uh, it's got some afterthoughts on it. So I'm going to start off with a... 
a seven. I'm going to go with a seven based on the strength of those songs in particular. I think they're the obvious ones. Maybe you'll find a deep cut or two on this one, and maybe you guys will introduce me to that one and give it another, uh, give it another spin as we do that tonight. So I'm going to start out with a seven out of ten for Axis Bold of Love. Next up, Kevin, what are your thoughts on this record? My statement is pretty much that the album is, in a way, more mature. I think there's more variation uh, than what we saw on Are You Experience, at, le- at least more of a, a growth and depth, um, in, in a way. Um, but I enjoyed it less. And <laughs> when I'm looking at the two albums, I know, like, I knew immediately on my second listen, like, yep, if there's a Jimmy Ant. Uh, Hendrix album that I'm going to pick from from these two albums I'm going to are you experienced every day of the week it just mm-hmm. it, it's just too good maybe <laughs> maybe maybe that's what it is our experience is just too darn good um yeah like you said Mark there's strong stuff here and there's a bunch of stuff that was just kind of there and that that I, I wouldn't say for me anyway there were too many like outright stinkers it wasn't like some of those wild swings that we've had. There's definitely some eyebrow raising moments, uh, but there's there's plenty of great rock too. I I just think maybe the one deficiency is I wish there were a bit more rock. Like there's definitely some songs. Don't get me wrong, but there there's a little bit too much. Um, I wouldn't call it wuss. I don't know. <laughs> not at this point. Not everything like, is rock like, or yeah, like, wuss, like lighter, so. dream, like dreamy kind of lighter. Yeah, spacey. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really so, digging into that that hippie scene that he really didn't need to do. Yeah, I, yeah. When Chris, you talked about like the Strat plugged into the Marshall on ten. Like I was re- I was re- like I was ready for a little bit more of that. This album, yeah, it didn't I, happen, and that's okay. Um, still some good songs. So I'm gonna give this. Uh, I ended up settling around a six and a half. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, shockingly, I'm not too far off from you guys. Uh, maybe despite a sporting the T-shirt. Yeah, no, it's still a great shirt. And again, there's <laughs> yeah. I anyway, let, let me. I actually kind of worked on my opening statement. Yeah, really, because yeah, there. Yeah, this is a this is a tough album to critique because uh, it has a lot of great attributes. But then, but anyway, yeah, let me read what I what I wrote. Uh, so yeah, I started out. Yeah, in my opinion, it is the best sounding of the three records. Again, we haven't gotten to Electric Lady oh, yeah. Land, but uh, I meant to say production. Yeah, is, yeah, the production is, yeah. is just incredible on here, uh, which adds a little bit of a timelessness to some of the songs uh, and a cleanliness uh, that is kind of in all much throughout the entire DNA of the record. Uh, but does but doesn't necessarily hinder the. Uh, I think it actually kind of gives it a little bit of uh, where it helps cr- it cross generations. Um, but anyway, but my main issue, kind of going back to what you guys said, um, is that aside from maybe four or five bona fide like monster songs on here that are that rank with the best of what he did, uh, a lot of the deep cuts, while strongly sung with some of Jimmy's most colorful and personal lyrics, aren't as compelling musically uh, compared to what we kind of went over on the first record. Um, I won't say they're all filler necessarily. Again, maybe two or three exceptions which could be considered legit filler um but they are kind of enjoyable stock deep cuts i guess that don't necessarily break new ground or blow minds like on their debut but nonetheless will offer a pleasant kind of toe tapping head bombing experience that does maintain the energy i mean even with some of the lesser tracks it's still Mm kind of yeah like okay it's like it's 
Yeah, it's like going to a normal rock show. Like, if you're not into the band, like, okay, this is a song. I'm still kind of bobbing my head. I might not necessarily go to the bathroom every time I hear one of the deep cuts, but because <laughs> but, it is it is Jimmy. But again, but compared to what to what he's known for, even at the time, I mean, because again, it's unfortunate when you kind of like with Guns, you set such a high bar with your opening album mm-hmm. that it becomes difficult to, yeah, how do you follow that up with such consistency? Sure. And uh, and I know a lot of people love the love this record. Some I think consider it their favorite which i unfortunately can't like kevin said i just wish they would have fleshed out maybe a little bit maybe added a little bit more muscle uh, but maybe they want maybe jimmy wanted to pull back maybe he wanted to show a different side of what he did uh and again it's very still very competently done which i hate to use the word competent with jimmy because again he was he's kind of again one of those yeah incompetent who, no or con- <laughs> no yeah, no yeah hyper competent yeah, yeah hyper competent um but here yeah just felt like yeah this is kind of uh, and again, only on their second album, like an album of where like they put most of the energy into like the classic songs, and then on some of the lesser tracks, they just kind of yeah, where they kind of yeah, where it just is kind of there. It's not horrible. Well, it's not yeah. I, I think the big three of this record, if we're agreeing them uh, to be Little Wing, Castle Made of Sand, and Bold as Love, uh, would that be I guess considered the big three according uh, according to Spotify? I mean that yeah. is kind of. Maybe cast uh, uh, Spanish castle magic. Maybe maybe well, that's more of a deep. But I think that's one of the stronger kind of heavy. Well, in tracks, terms of the hits, I don't, I don't they put the yeah. effort into. Oh yeah, yeah. You could say the three songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and those are the songs I take. But those are definitely the ones where you'd say, I mean, guys putting on a clinic. In right, terms but, of the, just, but it's yeah. still very tasteful. I mean, yeah. Again, we'll get into it on the track by track. But uh, it's still like on the first record. I think some of those kind of more lyrical melodic lines, I think, still fall within his uh, level quality and integrity i think they're still there mm-hmm. um yeah maybe on certain songs you can start to see where maybe he's taking over a little too much as far as pushing the guitar but here yeah at least on those on the hits yeah it's still keeping it together but yeah sadly we're on like are you experienced where you have like eight or nine like awesome kind of where you can go back every time here you might have like i said maybe four to five really yeah or with maybe two or three deep cuts, which or maybe uh, three might be being a little liberal, but uh, maybe two. Um, uh, yeah, realistically, that are 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 good deep cuts. Where, where the rest, you can kind of it's just up to the listener. So yeah, out of ten, you, where are you at? Uh, maybe a little bit higher uh, than you guys, but not much. I'm gonna give it a seven point five out of ten. Okay, so we're all within, we're all within a point. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and this is always fun. I always enjoy this uh, whenever we do these discographies. When we have those those enormous debuts that are followed up, and we've debated this several times with Van Halen one, Van Halen two, Queen one, Queen two, Guns and Roses, Appetite, and then well, I guess they didn't really have a two. Uh, they just kind of had a point five, and they had a double. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> You know, like the police even had just a very excellent debut album. And it just seems like without exception, I guess Pink Floyd, well, even Pink Floyd, you would consider them being a, a monstrous debut. Well, uh, I, in, I in enjoyed Pink Floyd's second a lot more than their first. But. <laughs> uh, okay, well, but but it, it's still in terms of like, if you want to be at this level, if you want to play at the level of the greatest discographies of all time, you got to hit the ground running. You really do. And you really have to continue that momentum throughout through that second album there has to be something there you can't completely fall off the cliff because you're not going to get a third and i think that this is an album that at least has the something in it oh yeah um, yeah you know and I, I it's hard to debate that 
there is nothing on here. It's just easy. I guess the easy point is, well, yeah, how do you follow up something so good that is, you know, what were we, a 9, 9.5 and a 7.5 out of Kevin? Uh, so, uh, yeah, this is the show where we will debate every track, and we will even probably spend the next seven minutes debating the next song. Kevin, <laughs> take it away. Yeah. Here Let's we go. Start, start this off with EXP, whatever this is. Um, we're going to start it right from the top. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to radio station EXP. Tonight we are featuring an interview with a very peculiar-looking gentleman who goes by the name of Mr. Paul Caruso on the dodgy subject of are there or are there not flying saucers or UFOs. Uh, please, Mr. Caruso, could you give us your regarded opinion on this nonsense about spaceships and even space people? Thank you. As you all know, you just can't believe everything you see in here, can you? Now, if you will excuse me, I must be on my way. I don't believe it. I think I think we're. Probably, yeah, you know, yeah. it's funny. I, I, yeah, this is. I don't know if that was you, Mark, that said that. As far as, or as far as, yeah where you become self-aware of where you are at that moment mm-hmm. in time and just going with, in with both feet. Yeah, that's definitely... Uh, yeah, without, without giving too much away uh, in my love it or flesh it, yeah, this is one of those... I understand it lays the, the foundation for, like, okay, the sci-fi. But again, you could probably could have opened up with a song. Yeah, that's more, which he does next, but I don't could've. know why you need <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> um, but sure. again, I, I, I did find myself kind of, like, just moving on to the... I think I only actually listened to that once. Hopefully that yeah, doesn't. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, yeah. you know, it's, you know, it's funny. I don't know why that didn't jump out at me before. You know, I don't know if that was, was that Mitch doing the voice or was it Noel? Like the higher voice. Yeah, Chris, like the you would know. You would know. Yeah, <laughs> if you I, don't I didn't know. Even that, that, well, yeah, yeah, I'm, really, I'm really, I'm really giving myself away on this. Uh, but yeah, I don't know why that reminded me of uh, like uh, uh, on South, South Park, how the Canadians, when they talk. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. all I could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. This, this, I mean, we don't have to, we really do not have to spend a lot of time on this one. It's just, it, yeah. it's, just yeah. it's, I don't know. It's a rap it's a skit song. opening a yeah. 60s uh, <laughs> hippie guitar. I don't know. Like it's just, it, it's, it's, it's the most throwaway of throwaways. It yeah, really it's self, is. It's self-indulgent in that yeah. particular scene. And that's why, I, yeah, I know we're kind of giving it away, but yeah, it's. Like it just it's doesn't. Like, it, yeah, you, can't, least, you can't even say that this is like a rock opera where you expect that right. kind yeah. of thing. You know, you know it's yeah. funny. The first thing that came to mind was uh, like 1984, like the opening. Okay, it's kind of mm-hmm. there, but it has it kind of builds. It has Sets this weird musical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's it's a part of that new era, that that, that next step for Van Halen. It was that kind of yeah. I wouldn't yeah. So it's not quite a throwaway like here because there's no real music here. It's like you said. It's like oh, this weird very. And I'll, I'll say this is very British, <laughs> even though Jay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. remember Queen Two opened up with Procession, uh, just oh, kind of a, yeah. a, a throwaway. Oh, on, it, on that their... was like a dirge, was wasn't it? Kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Before they go to fathers to their son, which is killer. You know, just yeah. To, yeah. What, what's up with that? Um, there's there's just uh, I mean, I, I the funny thing is that I love that kind of stuff too. Like I'm I'm totally into UFOs and space aliens and and whatnot. But it just it's just so corny. Like there's, it's not like, oh, he's going to, he's going to pull. I don't know. Is there a song that follows this up? Does he close this out with this kind of stuff? I don't know. Like, I just feel like we should really move on and get to the music because there really is, is not, you know, it, it just, 
I guess the, the, the easy thing is that you can skip it. Like it just, it's, yeah. it's very skippable yeah. <laughs> on a vinyl. Yeah, maybe not, but I, I, I when I re-listened to this album, I didn't even start with this one. I just, well, I didn't yeah, start I mean, with the next one either, to be honest. Right. Yeah, it, 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 they should have included yeah. it with the next song. You know, I think Pink Floyd did that, where you have like the different parts of, in the title. You have like the t- one, like part one slash part two slash or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 EXP slash, slash up from, up the, from the sky. Yeah. I think would, yeah, I think would have because okay, then you could evaluate it as one because again, they're connected. <laughs> As yeah. as in up from the skies gets to be this this guy dragging a dead body that is exp. Let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we'll shackle that one though up from the skies. Yeah, this is a ball and chain to up yeah. from the skies. Oh, and, and you know, in the era of vinyl, you're just wasting space with this kind of stuff that you could have been filling with guitar magic. So it's almost an insult. Like this kind of thing is this is the kind of thing that will pull my rating down a full point. Just for having yeah. this nonsense leading off your and track. It did. It's just like Again, putting the, it, the coach's son up to bat, yeah. you know, just right off at the leadoff. Just, just, let's get the strike out over with. Yeah. Let's move it, on. It, it, it didn't serve its purpose, yeah, in the way that it should have. Again, like 1984 did, however, what, two yeah. decades later. Um, yeah, because you have to be careful with these weird, like, 30 or 30 second or a minute opener. Yeah, they aren't necessarily music. It's just a... Uh, you yeah. better craft them right if you're going to yeah. be no, doing no playing. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. I think we can move on. <laughs> Let, let's just move on to the real openers <laughs> of the yeah. album. Up from the sky, starting at a minute and three seconds. Get your wah pedal out of the way, Kirkman. This is why I'm so concerned And I come back to find The stars misplaced And the smell of a world that is burned A smell of the world that is burned Yeah, well, maybe um, Maybe it's just a Again, this feels like a concept song for which for an album, but the concept was never realized. So it's just sitting there, left there on its own, uh, because this to me brings back uh, again with the Queen comparison, the lazy on a Sunday afternoon feel. Mm-hmm. Was that that was not at the I didn't opera? Even think about that. Yeah, that was so, not at the opera. And that, that was, I believe, also the two spot. So it can work. It just doesn't. And I, you know, maybe people will just gush over this because of the wah. Um, I don't like wah, so like I don't care. Um, but this one really just is a, you know, I, I I don't like this one either. I'll tell you why this one doesn't work though, because it's in the two spot after a throwaway. Yeah. Like lazing on a Sunday was after what, death on two legs, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit more forgivable. I don't mind the song. I don't death mind the wah. Legs, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I just like right. the the two spot because it's actually the true opener. Yeah. It just feels like it should be like switch it around, like put Spanish cash. Oh, well, I mean, here. this is totally <laughs> like an eight spot to ease off. You, you just had a burner and you put something like this just to kind of have a little lounge act. And, you know, like lazy on Sunday afternoon, death on two legs was just that, yeah, that absolute just shotgun blast to the face of their former manager. 
Remember that was the one where they were just bashing oh, yeah. that guy, and I it's like you, you, you need yeah, to back yeah. off. Like, let's just have a little lays on a Sunday afternoon. Like, this is just like that that cool off period, but it's right up front. It's like front, yeah. it's like oh, yeah. we're gonna hey, first thing we're gonna do we're gonna take it down yeah. a notch. Like <laughs> no, you know what's funny? I don't know why, but yeah, just yeah that just the base basic music on here or on this song kind of reminds me again not living during that era but i don't like when you watch like clips of new york from like that era like where they do like sh- like random shots of the city i don't know and you got people walking uh-huh. i don't know it just well, you know, the funny thing retro east coast feel to it exp yeah. is the kind of thing you would might you might see in like a modern art gallery where you would have some kind of visual proje- projection on the wall and you just sit there and you'd yeah. listen to that in the background and that's fine mm-hmm. there it's just a waste of uh you know Experiments yeah, it, on my vinyl. I haven't said that one in a while. And, this, it, it, and again, it, yeah, and, there, and there's so much. I mean, you got two sides really pulling on each other. You've got this weird kind of. I don't know what they can't put their experiments on my vinyl. Yeah, These and this is a, two and, of them, and, really. and this and this is a weird. Yeah, because the song I think has to deal with like it's again with aliens coming back to Earth. Yeah, who I guess lived here before humans did. I think that was kind of the impression <laughs> I got, and don't recognize what they're. Yeah. And then you've got this music, which is very weird, kind of like. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah. Most of it kind of reminded me of like that smoky kind of like New York club, kind of rock club. Like it was a very dark in there. It's not not mm-hmm. a not a modern thing, but like if you were like 50 years ago, if you were in a club, like and Jimmy was playing on a stage with 50 people there. The 60s lounge. Almost. So, yeah, this yeah. is the lounge song about aliens coming back to Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we get yeah, to the real opener? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's just this move. is the real opener. Let's just move to Spanish Castle Magic right from this. I'm glad you just kept that going. Yeah, this, you took it uh, from the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, so yeah, and yes, yeah. This maybe that, that would have been a great opener. Yeah, just getting hit in the chest with that. Uh, but yeah, boy, can one. the guy write a riff that just drops some dude? I know. Yeah, <laughs> just I, listen to that. No, I know. I, yeah, my, my opening statement was just big fat bottom. It just, it's just all <laughs> it like is. yeah. You know, it uh, it's you. drop C. Can is you believe really? that? It sounds incredibly heavy. Nineteen sixty-seven. He's hitting yep. C's on his guitar. Yeah. And it, it's all, it almost you would get thrash. that until like the at least late eighties. It almost thrashes too. Like like it's, it's got like this weird proto like thrash metal kind of where it just slices right through. Um, mm-hmm. And it's weird. The uh, I guess um, Noel's playing a eight string bass on here, which I thought was kind of interesting. You got really? eight strings. You got and drop then, C. Yeah, and <laughs> supposedly. Yeah, it's a, I, 40 years ahead of its time. Yeah. And uh, supposedly uh, Jimmy overdubbed the the bass part with that same bass part or with that same bass guitar. So you got an eight string overdubbed with with that same eight string. Really? <laughs> I, I didn't know, but I can see it. You can feel it. I mean, especially 
Yeah, uh, I mean, you saw that in the, uh, uh, yeah, in the chorus, where it's just, bum, bum, bum. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it really, yeah, that, it's, it's just all about the, yeah, just the big thud. I mean, it's just, a, but a good kind of thud. Yeah, just kind of, yeah. Yeah. And especially just the way that the chorus, uh, just how, what would you call that? The kind of chorus that is just constructed so that the title of the song is the very end of the chorus. Yeah. I don't know, where you just kind of, it just locks in. It's that moment, that yeah. cinematic moment that it's like, ah, like, you know, when they say the title of an episode in a TV show or something yeah. and you're just like, <laughs> okay, I yeah, it makes sense. Like that's where, yeah. like, this is just a well-crafted, great opener, just guy it's it just it just the guy is just so cool you could just see him just dripping yeah. in sweat on stage belting this one out you know yeah. i don't know if this is a live staple or not chris you let me know uh, but that is- i think it might have uh I, I think it i think it was yeah i think it was mm. one of a couple of songs off here they made it into the but don't quote me on that um mm. and yeah kevin can you uh can you play at 135 just that sure. solo Oh man, it's again, it's a meat and potato solo, but it's just like a. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah, it's, stick the mic in front of the cab, just super dry. Just oh, I know, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it almost has like a proto. Uh, yeah, this would have been what three years before Black Sabbath's debut, but that 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 lead playing really kind of reminded me of Tony Iommi a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. They really kind of were looking ahead you know, with this one. Sure, uh, and it's yeah, funny because Deep Purple <laughs> would, would do this, but not yeah. for a couple of years later. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny because yeah, I mean, up from the sky was supposed to be looking to like the future or whatever, but that kind of fell a little bit. Uh, yeah, that that was the real, not a thud, a dud. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're yeah, we're here. Uh, the thud yeah. and the dud. Dud. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a great. I like that. That's a that, great that, little pairing. Yeah. for a song that worked and a song that didn't. The didn't. Thud yeah. And the dud. <laughs> I think we got a pairing right here. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, let's go on to wait until tomorrow. Do we get more rock? Do we get more quiet laid back stuff? Let's find out. I'm uh, gonna start at 47 seconds. <laughs> This, this, I mean, isn't this the perfect two song, the two spot song to follow up a Spanish Castle Magic? This is just um, a, a really yeah. nice light touch 
almost like proto Van Halen. Like you would hear David oh, yeah. Lee Roth is it's kind of like he built his charisma off of <laughs> this right here. And he would be a little bit more extreme about it and a little bit more forceful. Jimmy's more chill. But just the way he raps out those verses, the way he sings them, it just, it's very David Lee Roth. And those uh, those chorus background vocals are just totally Michael Anthony. I was going to yeah, say I something agree. about those chorus background vocals. You don't like them? I irrationally hate those chorus like how, you, don't, you don't think, well, think Michael some, singing them, would you like them? Well, I, think, I feel like Michael would sing them on pitch. And I, it sounds like they got somebody who doesn't sing to sing those. It doesn't even sound like... I don't know who it was. I yeah, thought it was. I, I, I think it's mentioned. I cards. thought it was mentioned. Noel. maybe not. Oh, I, yeah. it just sounds like. I don't know. It, it, it's got I, I just. I love the rest to it. I love the rest of the song. I just feel like I just wish you know it was just a little bit tighter on the background vocals. Yeah. 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 Well, J four eleven or one eleven, like would like to include that the drums are tight on this one, which oh. I would agree. Oh, it's, yeah. it's it's one of those understated pieces of the song. Like the, yep. the, the, the you know, and, and I think you could say that just in general about the drumming on this record. There are points where I'm a bit tired of the song, but then the drum. I'll notice that the drumming is is, is is. I think that was Alex that would say that. Is that there's something about drumming virtuoso that you're a lot more patient to listen to, and mm-hmm. there are moments on this record in general that I think where the drumming just it and it saves a song, but it really adds a lot to it. So right. this song is is more pulled back, but we'll get to some of the more busy parts. That I think of work yeah. really well. Yeah, I like the uh, yeah, the guitar playing on here. I actually kind of like when J- uh, Jimmy does that more like major sounding kind of melodic, kind of like I made this be love on the previous record where it's uh, mm-hmm. very oh, yeah. upbeat. Uh, but what I like about it here is that it sounds like a decade or more down the road as far as its cleanliness. It doesn't sound like it doesn't it doesn't sound like a '60s guitar recording, which I really kind of appreciated. I think it has a real kind of timeless feel to it. It makes that um, fat strat sound. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like a lot of the other strat. Because again, you, you could hear, especially in the first record. I mean, there was a lot of moments where you could tell this was kind of that psychedelic era. Where here it could it could be late seventies. It could be uh, it could be the Chili Peppers doing it, and you really wouldn't because uh, I know John Frusciante and it was a bit uh, kind of has that kind of style. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was really neat. Uh, and I, <laughs> I hate to admit, I mean, the yeah, the topical was kind of funny here. It, about a guy trying to run away with uh, with this girl, and when he finally gets close, he ends up getting shot by her father. Yeah, kind of a weird little. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of a cool little like. De- uh, Does that go too detail. close to home for you, Chris? Is that not yeah, too- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I. Uh, you, you know what yeah. I like about this song? Um, the fact that we brought the clean guitar back, but the energy didn't die down. No, it's Is still. That, yeah. There's plenty of digging in. You know, mm-hmm. it may not be the rock and the the drop C of Spanish castle magic, but it's not like we went from Spanish castle magic to total snooze. So yeah. it's like that perfect, like kind of middle ground, nice fat sound digging in nicely, great groove. And then you're making an excellent point for this being the two spot. Yeah. It's it's just, they had a great record and then they realized that hippies were buying their albums. So they put hippie dippy trippy stuff up in the top right, two. Right, yeah, they were they were trying they were trying to cement their fan base. Come on, yeah. If I could just take some scissors and cut my vinyl, just get a little short. I would have a great record. This would just be a killer one-two punch. And you got well, little wing waiting in the wings, right? You know, like we got we know the four spot is is right there for a ballad. I mean, come on. No, instead of little wing is six because we have we have to to pander 
to the summer of love uh, with the first two. I just want to see this record that's like half an inch short. <laughs> just take you know one of those machines, not a machines. Those what uh, are those those architects used to make circles? Oh yeah, like that, that like the point, the two pointed thing. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Can't what remember they, the they name that. But they should make that for vinyl, so you could just crap <laughs> off the first two songs. <laughs> like, and should be these funny. outline bits. <laughs> what do they do with these? Right in the trash. Perforated edges. Going. Yeah, ruins your yeah. B side, I guess. But at least yeah. it makes for a more well, enjoyable we'll A side. Fi- we'll find out uh, when we flip it over. Maybe we want to get rid of those two, and everything works out. <laughs> Um, but anyway, let's move on to Ain't No Tellin'. We're also going to start this one right from the top. This this one song more than anything else, I think, on this record really showcases what a force this guy can be when he can fuse rhythm, lead, song structure, and chord progression into something that is super unique. I mean, this sounds like something you might hear out of, you know, like Yes or something or Steve Howe a couple of years later, um, where he's just the guy's just vamping on a seven chord. And a seventh chord, and you think, okay, so he's going to go to the four, and it's just going to be a blues. But then he does something diff- totally different. Like he does like some Phrygian mode stuff. Um, I mean, this the way that you know, the, even those da 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 da, where it just breaks into oh, that triplet. Great. Yeah, like it, it's just it's not the most incredibly engaging song. It's just more of that like fun to listen to bit where it's just. You just you sit back and you marvel how it all came together, and you think, "Why can't I do something like that?" <laughs> like look at when I try to come up with something complex, it's just a mess. And this guy is just like he's just like got this like complex equations is coming out of his head as it's he's just like, and he's just doing minutes. it so effortlessly. Yeah. I think that this is not a song only that. that- Minute 48, minute 46. Like, what on earth? You don't need 10 minutes to develop your complex idea. That's it. You're just like, wow, in and out. And that's it. It's a a weird kind of punkish song. Yeah, yeah. Mark, I wanted to see what you, uh, because, yeah, this is one I I wasn't too sure about. Because at first I was kind of like, this kind of sounds like a, like a second rate, like fire, like that kind of where it drives. It really kind of, but it doesn't have that hook that really kind of makes you, yeah, to, like really remember it. Uh, the hook is, is I, the triplets. Yeah, again, again, this, this is an exercise song that just really, again, and that's probably why I liked what I liked about it. Yeah, especially um, where did I have it at? Fifty-five seconds, Kevin. Can you? You might have had that in there, but I just wanted to point yeah, it, it was out. Just at the end. Yeah. Let me put it in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just yeah, yeah it, it it has that, and I think that just 
keeps it together enough where like where you can't totally hate it. Um, well, and, yeah. and that's the kind of thing where that was begging for a breakdown. But in a minute 46, they just wanted to move on to the next one. These guys had so many ideas, um, some good, some bad, and just they needed to fit it on the vinyl. Where this is the kind of thing where in a live performance in that New York club, you would have an extended breakdown in that section. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's just yeah maybe you saved it, it for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not quite sure, but I'll, yeah, you've got me kind of thinking more about it. Because initially, this is one I just didn't really, except for that one kind of driving part, I just thought it was kind of too stock maybe for me. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll say um, what I appreciated about this song on subsequent listens that it was more of a driving and heavy song. And yeah. maybe it didn't need to be so close to Spanish Castle Magic. But it's but in I, a different I, way. Yeah, I think there was a part of this album, and I could be wrong, um, just getting confused looking through the track listing where I was just too much um, laid back stuff. Yeah. And that's what I liked about Fire on the last album. It just felt like the perfect spot. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe if this is the perfect, what is this five, the five spot, but <laughs> the three um, spot. Yeah, <laughs> this is a perfect. Maybe it's not a bad three spot, but uh, yeah. But uh, four spot ballad, right? Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> but this, this is the big one. The closing um, of the A side. Little Wing. Let's start this one at a minute. <laughs> Riding with the wind When I'm sad She comes to me With a thousand smiles She gets to me It's alright, she said It's alright Take anything you want from had to put that last little guitar part no in. i know yeah, you, you gotta <laughs> yeah. conclude that yeah this Just, is uh, yeah this is kind of how i opened it yes yeah, for it I, I always considered this kind of the apex of his melodic sensibility i mean as far as saying so much in such a short mm-hmm. amount of time well, this is what two minutes and 13 seconds i think this is ridiculous yeah this is what, what as far as pop music this is what it should be i mean if you want to as far as just getting your point across like that and it's not easy i mean you see a lot of even big pop artists who just can't get it under five minutes. Yeah. And sometimes you need that. Sometimes you don't, but here, this is a perfect example. Like if you work hard enough, you can. Um, but yeah, I mean the, uh, the, the intro has become kind of, yeah, it's, it's the hard version of stairway to heaven as far as learning that and playing it in a guitar store. Yeah. But this, but when you play this, yeah, people like you're like a big shot. <laughs> like, okay, this is a, <laughs> this is, this is an iconic song where if you got it, yeah, people like look at you like, wow. Okay. Yeah, this then, is yeah. I, I put that if you learn this song, you'll learn Hendrix. You'll learn his language. Uh, yeah. There's there's a lot in there to just dissect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's such an emotional masterpiece, and boy, it is so Pink Floyd. 
I never thought uh, about that before. That, that uh, back that up, Kevin. Back it up to one forty-one. I know How exactly. How David Gilmore is that sound? Throw a high watt behind that, and you the just funny. have that soaring Pink Floyd that would just dominate the, the the sound four years later. It's so funny because I wrote the exact same thing in my notes. <laughs> Let's just play it. And and Nick Mason, not on drums for this one. We got a good drummer, <laughs> and he's tearing it up in the background. He Boy, is. And I love those and the energy, the way it just pushes to yeah. the next four measures with each film. It's very. It's it's got a real painting quality to it. And those little what is that? Not a xylophone, like a dulcimer. What was that little bell in the background? What, what I can't remember what was the Chimes, instrument. really. Yeah, but I, I love how yeah. it's there, but it doesn't. It's just a part of the part of the uh, the landscape. It's yeah. It's you don't really if you take it away, you know it wasn't there. But it, in there, it's not something that you. Yeah, it's just kind of there in the background of your mind. Yeah, which I, sure. which I really. Uh, yeah, this is uh, and even Jimmy's vocals on here. I love with the with that choral effect or whatever on that really makes it. Yeah, it really gives it a unique flavor. And just uh, the way the he really, says "fly on me" during that, yeah, that yeah. the way yeah. that solo just takes out, just, yeah. just let it take yeah. flight. Yeah, and I, it was interesting. I love as far as online people like arguing as far as what it what it's about. Uh, I think a lot of people kind of are on the same page that it's kind of about the, like the women in Jimmy's life. As far mm-hmm. as the, you meet them on your journey, but sometimes you have to let them go. I think that was kind of the yeah one of the, one of the main kind of. Um, theories um and also talking about his mother too i guess it was also a free spirit uh, but it was kind of this very in the background very influential person i mean she died when he was very young but she knew all she was always this ever-present force um mm-hmm. uh that had i guess you could say had a kind of maybe a subconscious influence on him as far as his yeah not following conventional rules and just going your own way whether it was positive or not uh whether it led to yeah Ultimately, it led to a very sad ending, kind of like his mother. Ultimately, we, we can get that into that in the in the uh, in the final discussion. But yeah, this again, this they're just packing a lot of a lot of a lot of life philosophy. A lot 41. of yeah, like you just have you know you yeah. can just picture David Gilmore with his headphones on listening to this and just saying, yeah. "I want that." And yeah, then you yeah. just have that lyrical element that's just uh, you know another layer, very um, deep, and it's open that. to interpretation. Again, it's mm-hmm. it, it has a theme, but it's like how how do you how do you uh, unwrap it? And that's yeah. Uh, I, I started going down a rabbit hole, and you could see people were arguing about like, is it this or that? I I always appreciate that. Yeah, um, I like how it doesn't beat you. It won't beat you. No, it doesn't. Like I said, it, it's very. And again, it, 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 Jimmy pulls out. Yeah, the uh, uh, yeah, the uh, the imagery. Uh, yeah, you got the circus imagery. You've got the wandering imagery. You've got all this where it's like, wow, what is he? Uh, and yeah, sometimes you got to read up a little bit. Okay, what was what was he trying to go for? And even there, yeah, sometimes it's still ambiguous. Uh, but there's enough there where it kind of you can draw these really cool kind of yeah uh, conclusions. Um, well, let's just put it yeah. this way: we're a long way away from uh, Nirvana's school and no recess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, not paper thin. Well, I mean. Well, you could say here. I mean, you're not making things up to get there. I suppose. Yeah, Jimmy yeah. was yeah purposely trying to be kind of yeah, deep here. Where with Kurt, I mean, sometimes you never knew. Yeah, what. If he was going for deeper, if he was just trying to get 
Trying to say something for paper. yeah for, for the recording because yeah, they were rec- they were recording in twenty minutes yeah I mean yeah I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> let, let the fear come down yeah I mean yeah now you're, yeah, the I mean so fear. is Hedrick's yeah. though wasn't it just you know let's just sometimes I mean you can see maybe when depending on how much how much substances were involved uh, here I think it was a little bit more I think he had a uh, yeah probably one of the more theme laden or conscious or self conscious yeah things he was writing. But again, he, he but he but only he could write in that way though. It's like he's not going to write in a literal sense, and that's what and that's why it makes what makes it great. Yeah, he uses yeah. It's like looking at a painting. Like okay, what you you look at a picture and you have twenty different interpretations of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's well, I, that's yeah. art that transcends, and I think this is in yeah. that that rarefied air of mm-hmm. songs. I think I'm, I'm not, not, I'm not sure yet if I'm going to buy this. Depends how rich I am after uh, the end of the art yeah. trivia, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. But this is this is you know I wouldn't forget for you for buying this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let's close out side A with "If Six Was Nine. I think also our longest song on the album, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, by far. Oh, yeah, we're gonna start this one at. some help with this one this is the song yeah. requesting <laughs> assistance maybe somebody in the chat can, can help us out yeah, with this one you, I, i'm not sure yeah. you're gonna get it from me yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, it, there's just there's just this very sludgy feel to this and there are parts of it that i like and then there are parts of it that i feel like he is just whacking me over the head with this the the, the literalness of it um you know i i i, I try to just not say because something is weird therefore it is cool um I, you know, I, I, I do think that there's an element here that just really works. Like when he says, I'm going to let my freak flag fly. I think that's super cool. When he yeah. says, you can't dress like me. Like that's, that's really just, just, just got great charisma. Yeah. Um, it just, but even just some of that, I mean, the bass is so busy throughout this song. And if the bass it isn't is, busy, yeah. then it's just doing a little polka beat. Like it was right when you ended it. And then if, when it's doing that, the guitar is like, it just like the drumming's cool. Uh, you know, it's very Alvin Jones. As I mentioned, you know, the last record, John Coltrane's drummer, um, I don't know. There's just a lot here and it just, I don't know. I forget a clinic put on by the guy and how to just put together a minute 41 of greatness. We got six minutes of just noodle. There's a lot of noodling. You know what I feel? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's a shame because I mean, I, I always did like this song, but this was just preparing for this discussion was the first time I really had as far as really analyzing it. Um, it, yeah, it, it does run too long. I mean, but the first two, three minutes are great. I mean, you've got that dun dun is very, iconic mm-hmm. of that era 
the um yeah just uh, the verses are very much or, or i mean this is a song that was at least that part of it was ingrained in my head i always remembered this song um but i always forget like oh yeah there's that last like two plus minutes of just it, yeah just kind of and then guitar work just goes on and on and it's just it's like again you 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 listen to it you listen to it and you think of some of these those weird like proto music videos with jimmy where you've got like the weird psychedelic colors and him on stage and like the the close-up and the backing off camera everybody knows that yeah, yeah well that's the one reason the, the one reason people complain about a lot of those yeah we're, we're up close up close and i know the one like great iconic cream show from the royal albert hall people always complain about the back up and forth yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you're trying we to like, you're trying bought a loot yeah. zoom lens and we are going to use it yeah so it gets a little but that's kind of what you and it, unfortunately it does bring the song down a little bit uh but again they started out great and then it just starts to i think mark i don't know if you say where it just starts going off and meandering and kind of where you just got all this weird kind of yeah era non- nonsensical era related things going on i uh, feel then, like yeah it's it's one of those meals where most of the ingredients like individually sound great you oh know? yeah, and then it's put together. That you put together, you're not really sure. Like, oh, this is like some Italian sausage, and this is something else <laughs> you that threw you the like. Whole and spice rack in the pot. Yeah, it's and then it's all on the plate. And not only do you not now know how it goes together, but somebody made just way too much of it too. And you're just oh, like, yeah. hmm, yeah, song's yeah, too long, and I'm not sure how it works. Yeah, yeah I think the spice. Mean, I think- <laughs> The, I mean, the, the, the drums will keep me interested just because it's just, it, it's, I don't know. Like it's the, as Alex would say, it's like the only thing that works when it's so dense, when the bass is that busy, it just bothers me. When the guitar is too noodly, it annoys me. I guess it's kind of the only thing that saves the song. Plus bits of Jimmy's attitude really come across well. It, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I think we're all on the same page with this one. Yeah, you've got the. I mean, you've got the first like uh, like verse line. Yeah, if the sun refused to shine, I don't mind. I don't mind. Yeah, and the way mm-hmm. he sings it, if the mountains fell in the sea. I mean, that's very Jimmy. Let it be. Yeah. It ain't me. I mean, I love. Yeah, that that was always something that stuck with me. Uh, uh, but again, and I don't know if there was this so- sounds like a song that should have. Maybe it did have a radio edit where it has mm-hmm. where you have like the first three minutes and maybe i don't maybe i'll have to look that up i don't know if anybody in the ch- in the chat can can chime in if there was a like a three minute version of this because i mm-hmm. i could see that doing a lot better be than the one they get yeah, yeah that's yeah. the one because again i remember sitting going back and listening to the album like this is i remember getting to here where i felt like i was like work like like it went from being fun where like okay, i gotta really i gotta sit i gotta listen yeah. to this whole three i gotta listen through all the and i kind of was kind of kept me a little bit kind of distracted yeah, yeah. well the like chat kinda... is asking us right now you think mitch is underrated um oh a big time a yeah he, yeah he's yeah he, he was a monster then sadly but he kind of gets overlooked by people like ginger baker or um, perhaps more under or yeah. underappreciated than yeah. anything else he's kind of like we that. were singing his praises last week too i yeah. had several notes about him last week. Uh, he, he was the he was yeah. the uh uh the guy jimmy i think needed to who was up to snuff as far as having the mm-hmm. i know i know no able to match gets, yeah yeah i know Noel kind of gets kind of crib- well, a little bit of trivia yeah Noel was not a bass player uh he was a guitar player uh, who mm. just happened to be at the right place at the right time and was like, "What well, do you would you mind?" I can't remember his connection to Chaz Chandler, but we're like, "You think you could play bass?" And because he was a working musician, mm. yeah, okay, I'll play bass, I guess. But he wasn't the a bass Mike player. Rutherford, yeah, technically, yeah. yeah, I'll just learn bass on the record. Record, and that's pretty much, I think, what, yeah, where he kind of learned as he went along. Uh, I guess kind of Nick Mason was kind of like that on drums too, from his own mouth, yeah. But uh, yeah. but I mean, he did okay. But I know ultimately he 
um, it, it wasn't as endearing uh, as what Mitch did. I mean, I yeah. mean, they're both gone. Yeah, I'm not uh, disparaging people that are gone, but uh, uh, but yeah, Mitch was definitely somebody who had the chops to com- to bring Jimmy's ideas. Yeah. It, yeah, it's it's yeah. like if you just wanted to listen to a jam session between those two in the studio, you could just roll the tape and and just record that. Yeah, yeah. and that works. You can say maybe it's like a like a I don't know, not a B side, but yeah, just like an extended version. If you want to see them like in the studio, right. just yeah. But yeah, yeah, like yeah the, but it, it's a shame because yeah, set yeah, extra yeah. disc or whatever. Yeah, th- yeah. This is a yeah. This is a meal that kind of runs runny after a while. Like you've got that, and then you just see there's like something kind of like oh this it's good right here, but then you can see like maybe this side either cooked too long or cooked too little. Yeah. And you've got all this extra kind of where you just kind of like, all right, there it goes. All right. It's I'm kind not, of a shame yeah. to it. It's really the one song I guess bold as love did too, but uh, it, it's the one that did flesh out the idea as much. So you have to wonder if I'm yeah. complaining about little wing, um, not being fleshed out enough and that I wanted more than a minute, whatever, or two twenty four or whatever, or ain't no telling just yeah. like, like, give me more. Well, when they gave you more, it just got runny. So maybe right. the songs were best as they were. Like just that was his strong piece was just to, you know, just to bite you with a, a great intro and then just, you know, just, just wrap it up quick because he's got another yeah. idea and that's really his, his, his excellence. That may be true. And we kind of saw maybe a little bit of that on the last album too with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, what is it? Three, the three, whatever the longest song it was on that. I'm not sure because I gave it the T. I'm sure. Third stone from but the sun. Third stone from the sun. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, let's now we're flipping the record over. So let's see what <laughs> two songs would get trashed if Mark used uh, his oh, vinyl Kevin, cutting yeah, machine. Yeah, yeah Kevin. Yeah, one more thing on the on the previous song. It, it, it kind of reminded me of again because we were we were talking about Pink Floyd. Um. Yeah, when Jimmy gets up to the mic and starts like whispering and kind of, it almost sounded like with Roger, like when he like later on, where he was almost sounded like he was drooling into the mic. Yeah, where it almost like we can where feel almost, like you can you, you can, can feel hear this. every like speck of tongue. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Jimmy doesn't. I mean, Jimmy has a compelling voice, so it kind of it kind of works. But here, I, you could only. But I, I did have a few of those moments where you can kind of feel the the spit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyway, poor, go ahead. We poor can microphone had to be Lysoled afterwards. Let's now flip the record over. You got me floating. Does this one survive Mark's trashing of X's Bowl of Love? <laughs> uh, we're we're going to find out starting at 1 minute and 20 seconds. to say on a song like this you wouldn't really think that 
there is that much detail within, but this record, uh, this song right here, I mean, just that middle section right there that Kevin started out with, uh, what is that yes song? I think a heart of the sunrise that there's, there's a, that that's, you can hear that in here. Yeah. There's a little, like, yeah, like cool. hearing that, like that early progressive rock within Hendrix, I think is so cool. Um, and, and then when he goes into that, you know, I kind of see what Kevin means with those background vocals being like less than luster. <laughs> I would call it lackluster. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. They're just not, yeah, they're just not up you know, what, you know what they, re- you know what they reminded yeah. me of a little bit like early Chicago, like the backup vocal, like when they were like CTA, like when you hear mm-hmm. a song, like, uh, like, I'm a, like their, their cover of I'm a man. Like that kind of, it has that kind of, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that kind of vocal vibe to it. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that was still a few years away, but, uh, uh, it's, you can it's like this yeah. in between shouting and singing. Yeah. It was okay again. Yeah. This, uh, Sing loud. this, I, and I had this as like one of my main underlying things on here that this is kind of, kind of filler deep cut as this is. It has a real toe tapping quality to it. It really grooves. And I did have, uh, and again, this kind of predates maybe by a year or so, like Sly Stone, like that group, yeah, where it has that kind of, yeah, yeah, really kind of, yeah, I don't want to say Harlem, but yeah, like that kind of, yeah, that real, like, like black R&B kind of, yeah, toe tapping mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, where you can feel like being on the dance floor. I mean, it really has mm-hmm. that, uh, and it shouldn't, because again, this is one I had to come back to a few times to really remember it, but, uh, but really analyzing it, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's cool. It's, uh. It kind of gets that pass, yeah. Where it, uh, yeah, it's fun. You when you hear it, you're not gonna like go like, ugh, yeah, like in a live he, setting. Yeah. Here is a yeah. zinger of a hot take coming in hot from the Twitch chat. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix's band is better than he is. Whoa! I mean, as a band, or like his the other two guys, because I would I would disagree uh, partially. I don't know. Can you can you respond to that? Okay, yeah. If you're okay, I'm. Well, yeah. Of course, you're still listening. Yeah. What, the the, yeah, back, what do you mean? the background yeah. vocals definitely not. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm, Jimmy's I'm not, a better vocalist I, I, than I those guys. I can't agree again with what I said before. As far as Noel, kind of. Yeah. He, he. I don't think he was the same type of musician that Jimmy or even that uh, Mitch was. I mean, I. I think he was there just kind of like an ACDC, like with Cliff Williams, where he's there. He's got a strong enough basic beat to try keep the songs going, but he's not the focal point for the most part. Yeah. Um, uh, and funny enough, I think we yeah, what, I should elaborate. Yeah, that I think Jimmy showed Mitch what to play. I think a lot of the time, especially in the first two records. Yeah, I think there was a yeah. So I would so I would argue against that. Yeah, I think there was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Jimmy. I think had uh, was the kind of the visionary who had the. Well, he uh, had the leadership yeah. qualities that you needed to be able to. Yeah. exist at his level uh, and succeed yeah uh, not just I, be like a virtuoso I, dork I, in a practice room right like jimmy I, I, had the right the, the, the ability to stand up there and, and and just look cool doing it while he is right but no speaking and I think, a language nobody had heard yet but but i think he needed a drummer like mitch though to draw i don't think with anybody else i don't think if, if you didn't have a yeah, young blood because yeah mitch i think was like 1920 when he joined the band and you could feel that but it's a step above the normal 60s drummer though i mean you could see i mean you hear some of these songs i mean he's got it's like a more controlled, like Keith Moon type of thing, where it's very all over the place, but it's yeah. uh, but it's 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 concentrated though, where it's kind of it's. it's yeah, Is I got, the Jimi yeah. Hendrix experience a disaster with Nick Mason behind the skins? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 love. Would yeah, it we even have gotten <laughs> off the <laughs> yeah. ground? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. I don't know. That, I mean, that's a good point to make. Uh, eliminate 
Mitch and what is it? You know. Yeah, I, what, I think what, I think it lo- I, I think it loses the like the energy. I think that you need that driving kind of. I mean, because again, yeah. Because uh, again, I mean, I as much as I crapped on yeah, what was that? Uh, on uh, ain't no telling. I mean, that's a song that without Mitch. Yeah, it would would fall apart into generic kind of like filler territory where it would just be you, you need somebody. I think he's you could almost say he's the one that keeps it interesting. Yeah, because mm-hmm. again, unfortunately, Jimmy's playing in there. Well, it's Jimmy, but it's like he's you've heard it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, here's you know another what? comment from the the live <laughs> chat uh, production. Yeah. Very, uh, very typical of the era. Uh, is this uh, uh, from good old MN Heckle? Uh, is this <laughs> is that true? I mean, are we suffering? from being a record in 67 and this just being, I said that on the first record where it has a sameness to the sound that they're not really experimenting with the, I mean, they are experimenting though, but they're experimenting with sounds. I don't know. Like, is this here, suffering it sounds from less being? Like, yeah. Here, I think a little less so. It's just, yeah, the, like we said in the opening, yeah, the, the, the material uh, doesn't totally serve how good it sounds. Yeah. Uh, I feel, yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel like yeah. it's, it's a, st- well, definitely a step up from the last album, but is it going to be one now. of the, is it going to be one of those things where like it comes across it's, they still haven't captured the live energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could I could see that. Or, or if they had, you know, if they had taken all these guys in the same aesthetic and the same mindset and all that, and just recorded them in 1991 or something. Well, you know, let's say like the Steely Dan approach, where we're just going to really dedicate studio time to making this sound good. Would that have, uh, could they have done that without detracting from the musical creativity and really created a record that just, you know, just just was truly timeless in the way that like a Pink Floyd record would be a couple mm-hmm. years later with the Alan. Uh, um, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, because yeah, this came out right in the beginning of a very. I mean, I don't think there was more of a dense scene in American music. Uh, yeah, then like the psychedelic era. I mean, they're really. Uh, I mean, with grunge, it was pretty much very much a social thing. Not that psychedelic wasn't, but there was much more of a chemical aspect of it that I think kind of really rooted it in that. Yeah, uh, where yeah, grunge was more about yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, there was more music centric. It was really trying to get away from all the kind of rock star stuff. Um, we're here. Yeah, maybe you've got too much of that influence. Yeah, just kind of where you're just a part of that. Yeah, because uh, again, you never really saw that again. I mean, you saw variations of heavy music, but you never saw the psychedelic movement again. It kind of came and went within two or three years. Yeah, where a lot of other genres kind of there was always some kind of whether it was heavy metal or um, or the. You would ADC see it again if, in rock yeah. music. You would see it in rap, though. Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. Uh, as far as well, yeah, people trying to yeah. So that they've got like that nineties cred. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear a weird trivia that uh I want to be checked on eventually. If somebody could check me on this. But it looks yeah. like and the the old or Andy Johns engineer on this album, as well as Terry Brown. Wait, Andy Johns or Glenn Johns? And, and it says Andy Johns. He must so have been really young. He must have been really Check young. the Wikipedia because that guy went on to produce Van Halen albums and yeah, his brother, Just, his know. older, his older brother uh, did uh, like the Beatles, the Stones, um, uh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, Glenn Johns, yeah, very legendary. Yeah. So it's a family, of, a family of monster. Uh, yeah, that is interesting. Being that his first album produced was in '69. 
Uh, Terry and- Terry Brown of Rush fame too. You know, that, that, that's that's wow. interesting. Uh, you okay. know, what are the what are the odds? Interesting. Yeah, that is. Think neat. about. Um, let's anyway, move on yeah. though. Castles made of sand. By the way, people keep the hot takes coming on the chat. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> so castles made of sand, starting at ten seconds. Down the street, you can hear a scream. You're a disgrace as she slams the door in his trunk of face, and now he stands outside, and all the neighbors start to gossip and drool. Cries, oh girl, you must be mad. What happened to the sweet love you and me had? Against the door, he leans and starts a scene, and his tears fall and burn in garden green. And so, castles made of sand fall in the sea eventually. A little Indian brave who, before he was ten, played war games in the woods with his Indian friends. And he built a dream that when he grew up he would be a fearless warrior in the Many moons pass. Yeah, another one of the uh, the kind of the timeless sounding songs on here. And Jimmy really coming into his own as a storyteller. Um, yeah, I think this pretty much kind of has to do with yeah, just his upbringing, kind of what he saw and kind of embracing uh, 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 yeah, uh, some of the more personal aspects of his life. Uh, like we're talking about the Indian. Chief. I always thought that was interesting, yeah, him kind of paying homage to, he was actually part Cherokee, which I, that took me years before I learned that, uh, very interesting kind of, uh, yeah, background, um, but yeah, it's very personal, I like, uh, I like, it's, it's probably one of the more clear, yeah, again, they use some of the imagery as far as, yeah, I think the image of his father crying, yeah, in Garden Green, which is very, another line only Jimmy could write in 67, yeah, nobody else that I think could have written that and gotten away with it, um, yeah, and again, it just drives. Yeah, the guitar playing is very beautiful and memorable, especially the opener. Again, we've got that. Yeah, Jimmy was always very good with the clean openers. Yeah, whether it was the Wind Cries Mary or yeah, uh, or Hey Joe, you just got that very, or even Little Wing on here. Yeah, uh, I mean, this isn't as I wouldn't say this is as kind of uh, imaginative as some of those, but it still has that. Yeah, you know immediately what's coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love how the uh, when he gets to that chorus, it's such an, uh, an uh, a well constructed chorus, just Very in short. a non traditional yeah. sense. Yeah, and how it just pulls back, and that just him and his guitar just carry it to the next verse. Yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's, and, yeah, it's, and, yeah. And, hey, Kevin, can you cue up one thirty one? Because sure. there's been a lot of mud on this record, and there's been a lot of just trying to be just dig into the sounds of that scene but here's where i think it works well this backwards guitar song i I think it works well it's done to the point where it's still phrased correctly yeah. You know, I think it's, it's existing also, in both dimensions at the same time. It's short and sweet, and it doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, so it's it's perfect, the perfect amount right into a verse. You know, it's great mm-hmm. in terms of that. I, though I did, um, when when I first heard this, you know, this opening and thinking about it, the first thing that popped into my mind was that comment we got last week about the reverse hippie guitar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, but at least here, here it didn't seem as much. Yeah. 
and I, I love that. And I love that slow fade out at the end too, around like two fifteen. I think it's a, yeah, I think it's a great little kind of coda or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. So it's got okay, that using, I don't know if he's using the tone knob on his guitar, or not the tone, the volume knob on his guitar just to rise that back up. Maybe, I, don't, I couldn't tell studio, if it was but, a production technique, but uh, but I like, yeah, I always love that sliding, yeah, kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Also, a great, probably yeah. his best vocal contribution to the record, I think, oh. uh, in terms of his the sound. Uh, probably probably because, I mean, again, this is very story-driven. He probably, probably, he probably wanted yeah. to be heard. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he, yeah, it's, and it's important. He comes off really nice. It's very warm-sounding, yeah. It just works so well. In yeah. This song. I don't know why, but it just, it just feels like everything melded together. When we talked about those ingredients before, here, like, oh, wow, this dish is great. Um, Jimmy with another singer, does it work? Does he yeah, have to we'll, sing his own material? We'll he probably, find out. We're going to find out with the next one. She's so fine. <laughs> See if this works. <laughs> One minute Maybe. and four seconds. It's funny. I really should hammer down on this song because uh, yeah, I mean, this just screams like first two albums era. Who? I mean, uh, being a Who fan, I, all I could hear was yeah, just Roger Daltrey singing over this, and then you've got like Pete uh, and the rest of the guys singing that, those high squealing background vocals. I mean, that's very. If you listen to the first Who record and a little in the second one too, yeah, that 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 type of pr- uh, presentation is all over those records. Um, but it's hard again. Maybe it's because of Mitch's drumming. This is a very heavy. This is like maybe a little. Maybe that's why I'm giving it a little bit of a pass because it drives a little harder than that, which I always like. I always appreciate. The guy that. saves the song. Yeah, it Mitch does. Yeah. Saves. Yeah, the the, the drums song. I think are very because again without that, I mean as great as Keith uh, was, if it would have been like that type of, I would have just gotten more, kind of more like random and improvisational. I don't think I would have. Yeah, here it's very loud. It's very forceful, and uh, there, and there is some ripping guitar on here. I hate to admit, yeah, um, yeah, uh, even, but yeah, that was that was one that I really struggled with, and I, I wasn't. I'm not really sure what I'm gonna. And maybe you guys can convince me a little bit of it. I, I just don't know how to. to <laughs> again, I, 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 there's a lot I like about. It. I find myself really enjoying it just as a song, but then like the the music fan in me was like, yeah, they, they, but again, they were contemporary. I mean, they were all in the same hanging out together. So I mean, yeah. And, um, and that was around that time, yeah. That the you know, the first two Who records were kind of around within a year or two of of the of this record. So it was kind of very fresh. Uh, and even some of the guitar playing. I mean, yeah, Kevin, if you could play at, uh, um, uh, let's see, I had two places marked. Uh, yeah, let's do two nineteen. I had more kind of positive things written there. 
it's just I, like, that's that's pretty cool. Oh, but I, it's, it's, you it's, heard it's how much, fat yeah. it was when he hit those those the, the chords Art, at the course. end. But yeah. then he's messing around with his volume knob during the solo. It, it, that's just it, that. Sometimes effect. it I mean, works I, really yeah. well, and sometimes yeah. it doesn't. I just can't get over this folksy, like, jig kind of Can you play vocals. the first verse, please? Yeah, or, or can do you have a time? I don't know No, just maybe 30 seconds. A little back. It's got to be right around here, for sure. Oh, I know, yeah. Right there. I heard it. When he says, well, I don't know exactly what the line, when, when he literally references hippies. Yeah. Yeah, that immediately puts it during the end. Like, I don't want to, like, it's just like when you're referencing your own scene in your music, it's just so cringe. It's hard cringe. You want to hear and my I, comment? This is my comment. <laughs> A chorus. I, wa- I want to like, do that, I'm but tired, like, yeah. the, he, I was just complimenting him last record on how he just... Stayed away from the hippy dippy nonsense. Stick yeah, to now the he decides, yeah, stick to the <laughs> strings, dude. Like, and I for, and I forgot to mention on if six was nine, he does a little bit of that too. I think kind of comparing the hippies to the to the, like the white uh, collar America. I yeah, he said, don't point your. Yeah, and I yeah. loved it when he said that. Don't point your plastic finger at me. It's just, just, it, it's fine. Just, just don't be so li- like, don't reference Literal, hippies. Don't like, don't yeah, say right, the word yeah. hippie in your hippie <laughs> yeah. song. Like, just don't. He says something about like that if the hippies cut their hair or something. Yeah. Is is that the this the one with that line? Uh, Did we no. just play that? I don't even know. I was just so, it just it's so <laughs> jarring to just have that take. I don't know. What were, uh, which oh, wait which line? I've, I've got uh, the lyrics. There's something about music. if the hippies cut their hair. Uh, that well, yeah, been well, well, there's a but, yeah. So the hippies it? think she's in with time. Uh, t- uh, her hair glistens like robins on a deck. I don't know. If, I don't know. If, uh, I think that, I don't know if that was the only. I, mean, I don't want to hate on something too yeah. much because it is nice to hear a contribution from the other part of the experience. Yeah, I don't think he but, wrote it. I think just, I think I think he was just told to sing it. I think this was still Jimmy, but uh, and I didn't really dig into why uh, why they gave Noel the uh, with because I of got the writing on credit on it. If oh, the hippies he? cut their hair was yeah. if six was nine, so it might be bringing down that that song a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to listen to some rock. Yeah, let, let's hear. move off. She's so fine. Noel. Get back behind the bass. <laughs> Never see the front of a microphone again. <laughs> Let's get on to one rainy wish. One minute and 15 seconds. To bubbly guitar playing i think that and it's as weird as it is i think it adds uh, something especially to the kind of the dream sequence that jimmy's describing because i think yeah this is what that song was about some very colorful dream that he had 
What was uh, the time index you were playing, Kevin? There, I started at one fifteen, so it's one fifteen yeah. to two fifteen. Oh, yeah, that's what I uh, I had two hundred one on my as far as just like uh, guitar playing. But again, this is another one that kind of follows the "May This Be Love" template. It's very upbeat. It's very major sounding, very bubbly, very warm, uh, and I, I like it here again. I like it again in that where Jimmy almost uses like that guitar part as an effect. It's like the yeah. nin, 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 nin. it's, it's, a, not it's really like a, raindrops yeah. falling down a window. Uh, yeah. just in the song, it. one perfect, rainy, yeah. one rainy rush. It's the yeah. kind of thing yeah. that would annoy you, but it doesn't. It just it just hap- it right. works. It works over and over. I mean, can you play uh, two forty or two forty six? It just uh, it, it's a great little deep cut piece of his brilliance. I think. way he's echoing himself it's so cool with two different guitar tones or tracks and then here we get to 314 are we close to 314 yeah we're at 305 right now Man, it's like one nonstop fill. <laughs> the I'm guy just keeps to... on filling. It works a little <laughs> bit better than what was the one that we were ragging? Oh, yeah, no, like at 6 9, where it's just a yeah. lot of two minutes. I hear it sounds, yeah, and maybe it's that guitar part that kind of jumping. You don't like it? I said, I love it. Oh, I, I said, I know, I, I do like it. It I works like it a lot. better, I, he says. Yeah, I like it yeah. better. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, we're here, it has some context. Uh, we're there. I'm, start, I'm yeah. starting to think Mitch is my favorite part of uh, listening to these albums. Not that it's Jimmy's just like bad you know, like all, like you and I have, have played drums together. You know, where we try to one up each other with oh, these yeah. never-ending fills, and it's always <laughs> just that you know you never come out of it right, and you just end up in this like this spot where you're just filling and it's, not it's really not having a beat. <laughs> and this is like this is a master at work right there, just yeah. the way that that builds and. All of a sudden, he's doing nothing but filling, and then it just drives <laughs> back into that that uh, golden rose. Is that the? Am I getting the lyrics right? Uh, yeah, I, I love the yeah. I have to look the golden rose. Yeah, the color of dream I had. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that this this is where you can appreciate his kind of more of that era writing. Because again, yeah. he's describing a dream, and only and this is the only way I could think of the, of Jimmy describing a dream. Yeah, very colorful. You know, yeah, rainbows and flowers. I mean, it's yeah, it's there. Yeah, We've got a little that, yeah. battle going on in the chat. I think this might be a great bonus episode uh, between Jimmy or uh, between Jimmy Hendrix, Pete Townsend, Jeff Beck, Eric Clapton. Who gets the title of, of what? Of the just the best guitarist of, that, of, of this, that. That, that this era. Some heavy hitters. Yeah, I don't know. I still kind of lean towards maybe Jimmy a little bit because yeah, he could do a lot of things. Uh, I know the so I know could the, Jeff Beck. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I gotta dig a little. I mean, I've listened to a little bit of Beck's Bolero and some of those early Jeff Beck and Truth. Um, not in a long time, but I'd have to go back. Yeah, he's probably. We could save technical. that for a, 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 yeah. I, I would. I would say of the four. Yeah, just before we move on. Yeah, the, I would say Jeff Beck maybe the most technical, maybe of the of the four. Uh, where Jimmy probably could weave a little bit more. Again, like a painting where maybe Jeff was a little bit more kind of. Not textbook, but maybe a little bit, yeah, maybe more towards the the uh, the technical side of it, uh, and we're mm. and then and then maybe Clapton on the other side where he's much more of just kind of a meat and potatoes kind of blues kind of serving the song kind of. No, I would say no. Pete Towns is probably that, and then and then and then Eric, yeah. Uh, well, just that yeah. you had 
Uh, there's, there's know, my there's my line right there. Yeah, Jeff Beck on the technical side, Pete Townsend on the songwriting. Yeah, it just kind of feels it, it's yeah. how you're just seeing yeah. the budding scene of the yeah. super guitar player, the guitar yeah. hero. Yeah, they're in all multiple directions. They're all, all very different, but all very important and kind of why we talk still talk about them because it's yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right, well let's move on to second to last track, Little Miss Lover, uh, starting at one minute and twenty one seconds. Kind of punches like Spanish cats, castle magic a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, that, it's yeah. got that heavy riff that, that you would yeah. hear just kind of like a, a Richie Blackmore, just you know, just a just cool snarling, repeating riff. Uh, but uh, can you back it up to one twenty four, Kevin? Uh, I really love how this just feels like a wilderness, a place to get lo- a wilderness of mirrors. <laughs> Like you're just trying to get out of the maze. I never thought I about it. Which I'm way to go? sorry. I'm sorry. That might be a benefit to you, but I hate that part. You hate that? But you didn't. Bum, 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 bum. You know what I love? Keep it yeah, going. Keep going. Bum, uh, bum, but yeah, it's, bum. listen, you, you didn't play the payoff. Keep, I did. I played it. Get back it to the, the play button. I played it in the, in the clip. I played play it. it in the clip. Back I it up and play it again. Let it resolve. I don't need to back it up and play it again. You do it. There we go. It's so cool. I love how it just, it's, it's like, just if you found your way out of the maze and you're just back into that, that, that cool, just driving, you know, proto heavy metal. Yeah, this is, you know what I, the guy loves his chromatic. You know what I need to point out? Cause yeah, we're always pointing out the yeahs in our rock discussions. Yeah. 110, Kevin, if you could just, uh, I think this could be a top three. That. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That it's is good. Not, as Freddy's. Do we still have Freddy's on the yeah. soundboard? Yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, there, the, the Yaz of Rock. Yeah, there's another bonus episode. Yeah, the best Yaz in Rock. Uh, you know I what's think, funny? I think James Hatfield would take about 80 yeah. of them. <laughs> you know what's funny? This is the yeah. song that's. That's more of a yeah, yeah. You know, you know what hit me about this song? This sounds like the song that Flenny Kravitz based his whole career around. Like when it's when that's yeah, Kevin, can you open that up? Like when I heard that, I'm like, holy crap, that's like yeah. Just that's from like, the top, you said. Yeah, just from the top, yeah. Uh, that just sounds like those first couple of like 
Uh, it was, and I like, I mean, I like it here, and I, I got nothing against like Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, there's a few songs I like, but this just sounds like that. Yeah, that was the song like that he heard that, like, okay, this is going to be like the template for everything that I'm going to do yeah, for the rest of my career. <laughs> it's, yeah, it just has that. Maybe a little too much. We're not, I kind of get annoyed a little bit now, like hearing that. I'm like, that's just. You've heard yeah. it too much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's close out this this album. 13th track, Bold as Love, title track again at the end of the album. Starting this one at 2 minutes and 56 seconds. I think Jimmy's yeah the only one who could have gotten away with the yeah, line is I'm as bold as love yeah just ask the axis I don't know I just love that line where it's like you where he was on that pl- other mental plane yeah mm-hmm. you can see he kind of ran his career like that yeah he's yeah it's I think kind of his mantra uh, but yeah there's a lot of moving parts here yeah for being an ender another I'll say another good uh, closer um, I. Uh, uh, it almost sounds like something that could have been a leftover from uh, like the RU experience. It's got that kind of riffing on it. Yeah, where it's not. Uh, I wouldn't say it's out of place here, but it. Uh, but again, the songwriting is still strong enough. Um, and uh, yeah, and it's weird. It, I, I know towards uh, kind of the uh, the back half, you've got that weird kind of sci-fi effects in the background that actually kind of works. That's the one thing that kind of takes where it sounds like the '80s a little bit uh, with the '60s guitar play. It looks. It's weird. It sounds very '80s. Yeah, it, it it it's like you've got this weird kind of balancing act going on with the like the guitar playing and the f- effects, but it always works within the context of his weird kind of existential, yeah, kind of topical, uh, yeah, uh, discussion. Uh, but yeah, I, put I, don't down, know, uh, I don't know what you guys yes want to add to it. And Bon Jovi in the same song. The um, I, I this I mean I got in trouble for this saying this on our very very first episode going all the way back to Van Halen one. And <laughs> Kevin knows what I'm gonna say. I know exactly what you're gonna say. If you can't listen to that closing guitar solo, and it doesn't get your blood going, doesn't make you want to pick up the guitar and just rock. Maybe you maybe the guitar isn't for you. You know, it, <laughs> like it, it's such a killer ending of a solo. It just has got that. <laughs> Like, how can you not listen to that and just not like it if you like this, if you like guitar solo driven music? It's just, I don't yeah. know, like, it, it, it's just, it's got that, you know, that, is it Yes, Starship Trooper that just has that ending, just vamp, that's just like, I could just listen to this forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's weird I, I, because I, I it, just listen because to this all day. And it's weird because it's almost like like another like a different section. It doesn't really, like, where you got where it kind of slows and you got that brief pause and then all of a sudden it goes into that very loud kind of ascending kind of yeah it's almost like an orchestral in nature uh it's probably yeah, one of it's, my favorite experiments that he's done 
though. Right. And I think it was call it an experiment. And I think it was what I think they, if I remember correctly, they had worked on a number of takes. And I think it was something that they like where they worked on. Then they brought back like the final product to Jimmy. I think I was listening to an an interview with, uh, um, with uh, Eddie Kramer and yeah, it was kind of like, should we do it this way? Should we not do it this way? And I don't know if they weren't initially happy with the initial recording and, but they finally got it with that part. Yeah. With that ending, uh, guitar Mm -hmm. part. Um, yeah, very, uh, yeah, very fascinating. Yeah, again, very, yeah, the song, again, kind of like, uh, uh, like One Rainy Wish, it has a very dream sequence to it, very kind of up in the, the mental stratosphere. And uh, I, I don't yeah. know how Electric Ladyland ends. Um, I know All Along the Watchtower is very near the end of that record. Um, I'm kind of experiencing Hendrix for the first time, really, for, for in this in this show. Uh, but the guy really knows how to save his tour de force. For the end yeah and like he really knows it's i, I it's i've been working it. on this this is i know this is the best i'm gonna close with it and just make it's, it it's, a it's, strong it's, statement by yeah, leaving yeah. it for last yeah and another like ending the album with the with the title track yeah it's mm-hmm. kind yeah i don't think and, he does I know purple time, haze yeah. was was really just the kick down the door masterpiece yeah. But uh, this is two albums so far. He's two for two on closers. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it, yeah it's, it's a nice change of pace. Yeah, where you're just kind of like at the end where you're like, okay, well, why did the album end now and not two songs ago? It's nice to kind of, yeah. Yeah, remember the yeah. Guns N' Roses record where it's like five songs to go and I'm done? I think that was Easier Illusion yeah. 1, yeah. I think. Yeah. One, yeah. 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 All right, Chris, I think. Uh, Good old-fashioned yeah, seven for the bye. There we go. Okay, let's uh, fire it off. Okay, uh, question number one, true or false? Uh, according to Jimmy, he was not happy with uh, the album cover. True or false? Yes, Kevin. I think that is true. He did not like the album cover. You are, tr- uh, you are correct. Ding, ding, or one ding. Here we go. <laughs> one ding. Uh, Single yeah. ding. Um, but uh, yeah, the, uh, he was uh, yeah, pretty unhappy with it. It sounded kind of like there was a misunderstanding where he actually... What it wanted a uh, because again he was part Cherokee he wanted an album that reflected Native American art and then for whatever reason it ended up being kind of more like Hindu in nature. Uh, <laughs> imagine imagine opening up, opening up that uh, <laughs> like, um, interest. This is not what I yeah. So they kind of just ran with it. You got the Indian wrong, dude. Yeah. It, it was interesting. Supposedly the this album cover is banned in Malaysia because of the strong kind of uh, yeah. Um, it's like yeah, putting it's Muhammad for, on your drawing Muhammad like, on your like like that kind of. Yeah. Yeah, where you you can buy the singles, I guess, which don't have this, but yeah, the album cover. If you, yeah, you'll get like in trouble if you're caught with this. Are we gonna be canceled from Spotify Malaysia? I'm Malaysia, yeah. Putting this yeah. record as the, as the cover for our episode. Oh uh, yeah. So, so my goal is to be banned in China at some point. Um, <laughs> and I really care about Malaysia. They can ban whatever. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, we got a multiple choice here. Um, uh, if six was nine was used in what uh, classic late sixties movie? Uh, was it A. Easy Rider, uh, B. The Graduate, or C. In the Heat of the Night? Uh, uh, <laughs> Mark's not going. Uh, uh, I will just buzz does, in. Does he want to buzz in? Um, oh, you're buzzing in. Okay, Mark's can you buzzing get to me in. again. Yeah, sure. Uh, Did I buzz in? It didn't even play. Yeah, no, it's all right. Uh, yeah, Easy Rider, A, uh, B, The Graduate, or C, In the Heat of the Night? Um, I'm going to go with, just based on what I know about the movie, Easy Rider. You are correct. All right. You got a ding there. All right. All right got that's going to be my guess. An early cocaine movie. Yes, yeah. It was funny. My dad was watching that the other day. I just couldn't take that movie 
<laughs> Seriously, I mean, it's like it's like all, all, all it's like it's like all of the, what we've been complaining about about this album wrapped into like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. is it <laughs> Jack Nicholson? Uh, yeah, he um, Jack Nicholson. Uh, yeah, I think it was kind of the movie that people kind of started noticing him. Um, yeah, but uh, I know it's a classic. Years away from one flew over. Right. Okay, what do we got? Um, all right, true or false? Um, uh, Hendrix accidentally left uh, the master tapes for Side Two in a taxi cab, forcing them to re-record it. True or false? Oh, boy. Do I go for it? <laughs> I'll repeat it again, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, again, true or false? Uh, Hendrix accidentally left the master tapes for side two in a taxi cab, forcing them to re-record it. I'll buzz in. I'll... Oh, I, I actually buzzed in, but you said you were going to buzz in. False! You are correct, and why? All right. I don't know! Okay, can I steal this from him? Yeah. It wasn't I'm Hendrix. I'm going to say else. correct. He left the cab, the tapes in a master. Uh, he left the master tapes in a cab, but they were recovered. Not that he had to re-record it. No, they, uh, no, they weren't recovered. But it was side one, not side two. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. yeah, Chris whatever. is really pulling out the stops. But well, you know what? So the coin Mark flip gets worked. It. Yeah, Mark gets it anyway. I am just going to hunker down in my batting stance. You know, the little you know, kid does that tiny little gonna, throw me a strike because I am not. You're going to have to start getting your sound here. on point here because. This buzzing in by saying you're buzzing in stuff. It's not okay. working. VLC is not playing. The, okay, here we go. Okay, we'll see where this goes. Okay, true or false? Uh, this was their first album to debut at number one on the Billboard Top 100 in the States. Kevin. I'm pretty sure this didn't hit number one. It was like number three or something, so I'm going to say false. You are correct. Yeah. Oh, yikes. We're neck and neck. Okay, who's going to break it? Here we go. It's been a while. Oh, it's yeah, Alex it running away with it. Okay. Trying to um, scroll the Wikipedia trying to catch up. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, true or false? Um, according to Mitch, uh, Mitch Mitchell, uh, divide uh, began to erupt between Chaz Chandler and Jimmy in the studio when Jimmy began to effectively establish himself behind the mixing board. True or false? Oh. Between whom and whom? Uh, Chaz, and... Ch uh, Chaz Chandler. That was the, uh, their manager and kind of producer and kind of the guy mm -hmm. who was driving Jimmy's career at, the, at, uh, at that point. He was the guy who recorded them in the hotel room, right? He was the uh, was... Yeah, he was the guy who discovered Jimmy and was kind of the main driving force behind getting Jimmy kind of, um, yeah, kind of I, I'm going to buzz in and okay. I, I'm going to go with a false on this one. Oh, it's true, actually. Yes, oh, yo. So he's Mark out. Bombs out. <laughs> oh, no. So close. I, I don't know so if it was close. between Mitch or Noel. Or, he wanted know. to yeah. hunker down, but he took a swing. I took and, a swing. Uh, <laughs> and I so I guess out. we give that to the Kevster over here, right? Yeah. He, so he I get three right. buys. Yeah. He gets three buys. Man, that's a lot of buys. I could buy all my favorite songs. Uh, you know songs. what? It'll just make me think <laughs> about it. It'll just be a better exercise for me. Uh, I love that yeah. turning a frown upside down thing you're doing there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. And now, love it or flush it. Yes, it is time for the classic section of Light the Sky podcast. Love it or flush it tonight brought to you by, I don't know what, but we should have a sponsor for it. <laughs> um, uh, I like order that, a sponsor section for this one right here. Yeah. Our, our order tonight is Mark, Chris, and myself. We'll just so, pretend we have a sponsor, which is still in Negosh right now. <laughs> wait, 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 was it me or, or, or no? It was 
it's I think Mark, Mark, right? Mark first, you, and then me, and we're gonna start okay. off track number one. Mark, I'm sure you're gonna give this one the buy exp. Uh, you wrong order. Uh, it's CK. It was me, right? Wait, it- I see MCK. That's I- uh, that's the sorry. That was the opener. Oh, it's me. It's no, wait. That's me. the no, opening it's CKM. order. Sorry. Yeah, it's right at. It's oh, I, I you know what? I think I scrolled too far to last episode. Yeah, slow down there, buddy. No, yeah. <laughs> I am very sorry. Apologize. Maybe I won't even edit this out. Yes, Chris. It's, it's, it's all good. Uh, yeah, this is probably gonna be one of my most personal terminates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it failed with trying to set up the theme of the album. It actually failed because yeah, it made me want to skip harder than most. Any other song I can think of that we've discussed. Yeah, so, yeah, Terminate. <laughs> a vengeful skip. So, yeah. yeah. All right, so, me. Uh, it's too almost too easy to use the T on this song. And I, you got well, two I of got them. two. I got two. Okay, that's that, that makes it even easier <laughs> if that were possible. It's, it's just get it out of here. So we have two terminates, correct? We two have to terminates, terminate two. two buys. Okay. Two, yeah. Okay. Take sandpaper to this vinyl if you want uh, <sighs> uh, the other side. <laughs> put white out over it. Yeah. All right, Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm really trying to self uh, to, to hold my restraint and not make some bomb jokes right about now uh, because this one is also getting teed. I'll okay. Ah. <sighs> EXP gone, <laughs> gone from the album. All right, so what's now opening up light the skies? Axis <laughs> bold of love, but up from the skies. Uh, this Chris, how do we feel about the WAP? I you know, it's funny. I was I was about to do one thing, but I'm trying to think whether or not yeah, I, I should go up. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, I was thinking like, should I, should I just say what we were all thinking and just open with Spanish? Uh, Castle Magic, or I'm I'm not saying anything. Because <laughs> uh, I do remember the song. Like I do, kind of, I don't hate the the boom boom kind of feel to the song as much, but uh, but it's yeah. Considering what comes after it, like I don't go back to that song necessarily. Uh, you know, yeah, hell with it. Yeah, bring out my second uh, launch key. Yeah, we're gonna get rid of it. Two, yeah. <laughs> he's got one here. He's got. I'm one sorry, here. I, Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> this album. <laughs> Is negative four for four. <laughs> we 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 only have three tonight. We got four T's in a row. Ouch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I you know, I'm... I I hate to say it, but since it's my turn and up from the skies, when Chris does the double terminate on a Hendrix album, and there's just way too much argument <laughs> to get rid of these two songs, I have to do it. Peer pressure or not, <laughs> it's just not that good of a song. T. I feel bad. Yeah, this is one I kind of feel a little guilty, but uh, but yeah, considering yeah, somebody's got to go uh, get Israel's Iron Dome in here and uh, stop these <laughs> rockets from flying from the Gaza Strip. Okay. I'm help myself. This one's getting teed too. Wow. I'm gonna set up a deal with the Israelis. There we go. I don't know. Like, I, I was gonna do this before you guys. I was, I was gonna do this from the start. No, no matter, no, no, nothing you guys would have said would have saved this one. Watch Alex sent in his loves and flushes. He's like, oh, exp, yeah. Give this one a light squeeze. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're just it. terminating everything left and right. <laughs> he buys the first two. Okay. Um, yeah. So now it is Chris for the true opener of the album, Spanish Castle Magic. We we got two buys, right? 
Two buys for you. Okay. Yeah. Um, this will be my first uh, buy. Uh, I just love how this thing just punches you right in the gut and just doesn't let up. So yeah, big uh, yeah. Oh God, I am just following suit with everything today. I cannot I, buy <laughs> this song. <laughs> I got three of them. I'm gonna use one here. Mark. Oh, I, I I'm on the edge of a buy or a big love. I'm trying to think about my film. Um, Wind cries, Mary. What follows that scene? Hmm. I think I'm gonna hold for now, and I'm just gonna okay. give this a big love. All right, sounds good. Interesting to see how you spend your money later. Move on to track four. Wait until tomorrow, Chris. Uh, another big love for me. Yeah, I, I just love the feel, uh, the light uh, music with the kind of darker uh, lyrical content. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, to myself, yeah, I, I hate those background vocals, but I don't think I can flush it just based on those because there's too much other good stuff going on. So I'll keep it around. Uh, Mark. Um, maybe it's being brought a little bit down by those, the Kevin's comment pointing those background vocals. I mean, I just can't flush the proto Van Halen. It's so cool to hear yeah. it, uh, this yeah. early. So I got to give this one a love. Okay. And Chris, did we save Ain't No Tellin'? Uh, from being murdered, yeah, or killed, or whatever you want to call it, yeah. Uh, I won't go, yeah, I won't say murder, yeah, that's a little too strong. But uh, yeah, I'm going to give this the flush. Uh, if, if I'm going to go back to that, I'm going to go back to fire, if I'm going to go for the short rager. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm keeping this one around. I like it. Uh, Chris does have a point. I think Fire's better song, but I like it in the three spot here. Like I said, I, Mitch's drums definitely make this yeah palatable. Without Solid. him, I think I would I would have probably terminated this one without if Mitch wasn't uh, slamming on the skins in the back. Okay. Yeah. Mark, what do you think? Ain't no telling. I think I'm gonna be buying this one. Really? This I one... was not expecting. <laughs> Well, I mean, as I was saying, you got everything Jimmy is coming together. Oh yeah, on this song, yeah. you, you had this. Hey, you, like every it's not an incredible song, but it's an incredible showcase of Hendrix. You flush Mitch, fire, but you buy ain't no telling. Okay. It's, <laughs> no, no, uh, you, you, what do you mean? I hate fire. Uh, that was yeah, just, I know, that's too I, straightforward. I, I, this one is much more of a mastery piece. I, um, I don't hate fire. It just uh, fire was the, the the live jam. Um, this is just where Hendrix just okay. comes to shine in all facets. It's very balanced, uh, and I think in terms of my film, like you have the wind cries, Mary. You think it's gonna die down. He's gonna retreat into the studio. Nope, the guy is still going to tear it up. He's still going to blow your mind. Uh, so this is the scene where the film picks back up again. Ain't no telling belongs in my film. Yeah. Okay. Ain't no telling. Moving on from that, in next to Little Wing, Chris, what do we think about the classic? Um, yeah, I'm not going to buy it, but yeah, this is just yeah, such a monster of a track. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I'm only going to give it a love because there is something I personally like more than this. Yeah, that's a okay. big love. All right, comes to me. I feel like I can't. This, this song is too good, so I'm just going to buy it. Yeah, if I had a third, I would have probably scooped this one up. But uh, Yeah, I, I just feel like it, it's it's got to be there. Yeah. So, All right, Mark. I'll say if I had one buy, this would probably be my buy. Um, hmm. But I have two, so I'm going to split them up a little bit and give this one yeah. a strong love. 
Okay. Wow, you buy okay. you buy eight no telling and you just wow, okay. Chris, I, I am I am constructing He's a narrative. I don't know what you're doing narrative. besides buying the hits, but I am building I, a I narrative. Didn't buy it, yeah. I didn't buy the hit. Yeah, I'm not Break uh, it yeah. up. Break yeah. it up. I didn't buy it. I, I liked it. Yeah. I'm gonna put my hands in between the two yeah. of you on the screen and go just meet move you at the shore of the Fox River. <laughs> the Fox River with the you on the east side. I bet my back alley baseball bat. Yeah, to the. Was having a good old fashioned stare down over ain't no telling. <laughs> boy, after after we were just dropping the bombs together in the first two songs, we have the descent has really set in here over the buys. Um, but maybe we get back together for if six was nine. Maybe this unites us as a group. What do you think, Chris? This is tough. I I feel bad getting rid of this one, but uh, God, I, I can't remember. I'm trying to remember if there is a radio edit that, that, that cuts off some of the fat on the end. Um, I think I'm going to give this a light squeeze. I don't think I can get rid of it. I think there is, yeah. Uh, I, there's enough here. And this is, again, one of those songs I remember yeah, from my earliest Hendrix listening days uh, that I always liked. Uh, but I uh, maybe I just tuned out the, or, uh, <laughs> the end part, or, or just or blacked it out of my brain. Uh, yeah. So yeah, just a light, uh, a light squeeze. Yeah. All right. Well, it comes to me, and uh, this one was already on the bowl anyway, and pushing it with the ending. Yeah, and then Mark's, <laughs> Mark's pointing out of if the hippies cut their hair, just cemented the handle pull. So it's gonna be a <laughs> for me. All right, Mark. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go the other way with this one. Uh, I'm going to love this one. I think that there is just a cool uh, individualist uh, feeling to it. Just a, I'm going to just let my flag fly. I don't care what you think. Attitude. It, it is all the comments that we would make about it being too long and totally true. Uh, but there's a line I wanted to pull out we didn't talk about at the end of this. I'm the one that's going to have to die when it's time for me to die. So let me live my life the way I want to. Um, guy lived by his words, went out yeah. on his own terms. Yeah. That was yeah, one thing that always stuck out with me. Yeah. With that one. So I, I, I don't love it, love it, but I have to Keep commend the authenticity yeah. of it. So mm-hmm. for that, it gets a love. Okay. Um, moving on. We're flipping the record over now, right? Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got me floating, Chris. This was kind of one that I kind of struggled with because, uh, again, it it, it it gets you, it gets your head bobbing and your toe tapping. Uh, but the problem is, how strong is it to to stay around compared to everything else? I don't know if I should. Uh, uh, oh man, I do like it enough, but do I like it enough? Or no, I'm not probably not gonna go. I'm gonna give it a a very. Should I flush it? Hmm. Do I want to flush this one? Uh, uh, man. Because yeah. my, my score is not really, as far as what's coming, isn't, isn't really going to reflect my yeah, my score. It should be higher. Chris is waffling. You know what that means. Uh, you know I'll my fl- yeah, rule, I'll, 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 fl- I'll yep. flush it, yeah. Okay. yeah. I, did, I didn't go back to it, so maybe that should, should tell me something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have to say, I remember talking about it, but I can't remember it that much. And uh, my notes say the background vocals just not great. Let Jimmy sing and stick to you the stage. You know, it's funny. You know, it's funny since I I flushed it. Now it's now the chorus is bouncing around now in my it's head. <laughs> down, 
Yeah. It's gonna punish you yeah, yeah, by preventing you from going to sleep. Yeah. Oh, it's that that shouty. You got yeah. me flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all about the groove here. But... See, I can't now that Alex is not here. I can't do the silent flush anymore. Yeah, oh, I was gonna say uh, this one falls firmly in the category to uh, with me uh, of, of Alex's patented. Can't remember it. Flush it. Yeah. <laughs> and we are back united as a group. Um, castles made of sand, Chris. Uh, this will be my second buy. Yeah, this was always probably my top. Yeah, five. Yeah, Hendrix songs. Yeah, I just love the narrative. I love yeah the warm feeling of it. And well, you, everybody can listen back to what I said about it. But yeah, just uh. Yeah, it's great. Sure. Um, if I had two buys, this might have been one. It's definitely probably one of the most memorable songs on this album, which has quite a few memorable songs. Um, but as of right now, I'm just going to give it a strong love. Mark. I kind of wish for uh, this album in particular. I just had nothing but an arsenal of buys and terminates at my, at my disposal uh, because this is another one I feel bad for not buying because it is genuinely great uh but i have to just love it that's it okay sounds good all right noel step up to the microphone so we can tell you what you think she's so fine chris <laughs> i i so wanted to uh get a flesh this but uh did i use how many terminates have i used all my oh yeah i did you use, use all my, yeah, yeah on the two, two yeah the, yeah the intro yeah that's right um Okay, um, I think I'm gonna give this a light squeeze. As much as I wanted to get rid of it, it it does kind of it has a driving feel to it, even as generic as it is. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's one of those one, ones I was wrestling with. Like, as a Who fan, should I crush it or? But it's got enough muscle to it where it's like, no, it's actually pretty good, even with the jig with the Irish or what do you call it, uh, Kevin? The uh, yeah, the yeah, I have that permanently branded. Yeah, now it's yeah. permanently branded in my brain that uh, Kevin doing this. So, but uh, maybe, yeah, maybe it's, I'll, it's I'll not just, yeah. sound like the, the Who's best stuff, though. I don't yeah. know. No, it's not. Yeah. It's 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 kind of it's a deeper Who kind of influence, but uh, it's there though. If you know that uh, that early material, um, it's not quite ballot or the bullet jig, but um, the bullet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so okay, Chris is keeping it around. Chris, I will be the devil on your shoulder and give this one the flush that you so dearly wanted. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. All right, Mark, does the jig stay around? I, you know, I am tempted to do the... Uh, unthinkable. The no. <laughs> trick. Yeah, the unthinkable and sacrifice a second buy for a third terminate because <laughs> i really really dislike this one I'm, I'm okay with the who i just think that the best who is far better than this, better than this yeah um yeah. so i will just give this a glaring flush okay i don't want to see you again you're, you're don't come out you're don't come back the up the bottom of the bowl <laughs> like don't you dare overflow on me sir peeking 
I, I don't want. I don't want to hear Noel Redding saying. I don't want to hear any more hippie nonsense. It's like when you <laughs> you smash a particularly gross spider and toss it in the the toilet and flush do it as soon as you resurrect. can. I do not want to see those legs coming around the little whatever the bottom of the bowl is called. I can see the legs creeping back out. Down, get down there. Spider into the septic tank. Spider songs, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just sit there, grind it oh. into the ground. Make sure it is it is no longer of corporeal existence. Okay. But I'm uh, gonna stop short of terminating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One rainy wish, Chris. Uh, yeah. Again, yeah. Just love the uh, another one of my yeah favorite like bubbly kind of happier Hendrix songs. So yeah, uh, yeah, big love. Okay. All right. Well, it's on to me. And you know what? With three buys, flush full of money, I like doing an outside buy. So this is going to be it. Nice. Mm. He a- takes a swing at the outside pitch and knocks it over the opposite field fence. I, I do. One, I, think. I, shouldn't have sw- I shouldn't have swung at it, maybe, but yeah. I, I paid off. You connected. <laughs> All uh, right, Mark. A uh, moderate love. It, it does great on me. Over the length of the song, I think this is this is the second longest song on the album. Yes, it is uh, third. Just third because Bold as Love is four oh, over four minutes, or eleven, I think. Or, Bold of yeah. Love is like three songs in one, though. Yeah. Uh, love for this one, I, I won't. Uh, yeah, I won't go too far. Okay, uh, Chris, Little Miss Lover, second uh, to last track. Uh, another, yeah, another big love. Uh, yeah, this is where I'll go. Like if I if, if Lenny is on the radio, like I'm gonna switch over to this. Yeah, this is what, uh, go go back to the originator. Uh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, it's got that foxy lady muscle, yeah. Man, I am, I am so on the fence on this because I have almost no notes, but the fact that you and Mark just are talking so highly of this song and the clips I played weren't honestly as bad as my notes makes me think I maybe missed something. Um, and I was just getting a little tired by the time we rolled around to track 12 and I was waiting for Boulder's Love. So that being said, I'm going to give this one a chance. I'm not okay. going to flush this one. It's going to be a Another light category, squeeze. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, and I think that this is probably going to be bumped up when I listen to this album again. All right, Mark, is this is this another buy? Uh, I am having a genuinely good time. I'm enjoying myself continuing <laughs> to pull the rug from under Kevin on this one. Cause this one's getting the flush. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> just talked him into a love and then I just turn around and flush right, it. Okay. Enjoy well, that one. Well, now you gotta, uh, now you gotta explain it. Well, because <laughs> Foxy Lady is so much better. Oh, I know it and, is. Yeah, but and I, yeah. Spanish Castle Magic is so much better. Well, of course, and yeah. And I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just wouldn't go back to this one. It's, it's got that cool part. Like, it just got that that really nice riff. Um, but I don't know. It just it's a little simplistic, I think. And oh, wait, 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 wait a second. Is this the one with the bump, 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 yes. bump, bump? Oh, the, it is. Yeah, the the Wilderness of Mirrors. Oh, I want to flush this. Can I go? Oh, too bad. Too bad. Oh, you got to be love. kidding me. It is on you your permanent record. Oh, I so want to flush this. I'd almost trade a buy. Yeah. <laughs> You're out of buys. Yeah. A credit oh, card declined. Man. Oh, that's too bad. I got to call the credit card up and, company yeah. up and say somebody <laughs> else loved this song. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Right. That was a big mistake. Everybody... 
Big mistake. Pay attention. Thank Pay no yeah, attention. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're, are you going to eat <laughs> one of those overdraft fee? You want an overdraft fee? Oh, well. I, I would almost feel uh, willing to eat an overdraft fee for this. Wow. Uh, uh, I forgot about bad. that part. Too I bad. hate it. Ah, fine. Yeah. It's fine. Just keep it. Keep it. Maybe I'll like it more. Bold as love, Chris. Let's just move on. Yeah, I... Uh... Another big love, another great closer uh, that kind of sums up all of the uh, the themes of the record. Uh, probably could have just taken this instead of the op- uh, the opening track. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, or yeah, that's yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> all right, well, you know what? Yeah. Strong closer again, and that ending is just it's really something. So mm-hmm. I got to give it a big love. Ditto. Mark? And this one will be my second buy. Nice. Cannot pass this one. This is something that you would just have to... I mean, it closes out the second act of your film. It's the kind of thing that just cuts to black at the end. And you just have a third sequence. It's just the part of your screenplay that just turns the page. New scene, new location. I think that this really closes this out well. So with that, we are wrapped on this one. I wonder what Alex thinks. Should we do another guess? Should we just take the punkiest song on the record and attribute it to him? Uh, would he agree with us? Would would it be four? Would it be would the album start out with a negative eight for eight with? quad terminates across the board i can't wait the to first hear. two <laughs> i, I think know. i think for sure exp he'd terminate um I, the I second one yeah i mean it, it has skies. yeah the second yeah yeah it has its charms yeah the second uh song i mean i up from the skies i know i terminated it but yeah uh, but the album works so much better with those two terminated you have an 11 track album you, you have just a, a, a bona fide one through four he did tell me that this was his favorite Hendrix album. Ah, okay. So, <laughs> does he does he love the synth at the end of Boldest Love? Does uh, do, do, does his eighties blood get going <laughs> with with Boldest Love and I that Bon like, Jovi I feel ending? Like the buy would be Spanish Castle Magic because the drop C. Yeah, uh, it's it's good. You know, I don't know. I just feel like that's. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. what else though. Most a part of our rock DNA. I don't think he'd yeah, buy castles hard, yeah. made of sand. It doesn't seem. No. It's a little light. Yeah, I'd agree. Probably uh, buys this, the Noel this... Redding piece. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't totally surprise me. Yeah, we'll find out <laughs> later on the text chat, I suppose. Yeah, we'll find out. Um, let's do a quick debate too before we sign off for tonight. Queen one and two, Van Halen one and two. Or Hendrix one and two. Uh, I'd probably go Van Halen one and two for me personally. For me personally, okay. same. Yeah. yeah. Um, as strong as strong as Are You Experienced is. Yeah, I mean, I like I, Are You Experienced is the album. I like. I mean, I, as much as I love Van Halen one, one of my favorite records. But yeah, Are You Experienced is one of those kind of. Yeah, it's one of those records that holds a very. Uh, it was there at the beginning, and it's still there now. Yeah. <laughs> Van Halen yeah. two is just. It's it's getting up there in my Van Halen record yeah. rating. Yeah. So, it's it's yeah. it's it's the epitome of an underrated. Like yeah, this has yeah is, is it just as uh, solid. Yeah, is yeah yeah without with the exception maybe a song or two, but for the most part, yeah, that's it's hard to argue. 
Yeah, I think that's the strongest one-two punch of the... Of, uh, what you said, yeah. yeah well, Qu- Van Queen Halen 2 has that battle, the ogres, too, something like that. I, was yeah. I liked Queen... Well, I, was, I was not a fan of Queen 2. I liked uh, Queen's debut, though. Um, you loved Seven Seas of Rye, though, the, the real version of it. That, yeah, uh, that was one. That was pretty good. But what else? Oh, the March okay, so of the, I'm sure March of the opinion, Black Queen, yeah. like a disappointed... Okay, go yes. ahead. Uh, Van Halen 2, I actually enjoy more than Van Halen 1. I just yeah. feel like it's a bit more top-to-bottom solid. Well, yeah. maybe, it's, maybe it's just like Van Halen 1, I've just heard it so many times, but Van Halen 2 just got a little bit deeper uh, appreciation yeah. for it. It's a, it's a good deep-cut yeah. record, yeah. It, it, yeah, in the yeah. trenches, it really shines. Um, I am going to go with Hendrix over those two. I'm going to mm. say Hendrix, 1-2 punch, transcends... Uh, both Van Halen and Queen as the best, I guess, one and two debut of all time that we've covered in our discography show so far, which I don't think, I, I mean, I think Are You Experienced is, I mean, if you hard took to, that yeah. back to back with Van Halen one, I don't know. I like, I think I go, Are You Experienced? The songs are just stronger on yeah, Are You Experienced. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, that's definitely my, uh, but as far as like follow the follow up, I, I, uh, I think Van Halen too, I think is just a, yeah, it just does it more for me. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Compared to this album that we just discussed, not that this isn't great uh, with its moments, but yeah, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Van Halen two doesn't slip up as much. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. It just, it just, if this album took out the real, the self realization of where it was in time, it would be, yeah. There was, and, oh, yeah. and, and to have that back to back, just the guy had so many ideas flowing yeah. through his mind yeah, that he just had yeah, to put them to tape at only minute 46 because I got to get to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Too, too, yeah, too bad. Uh, yeah. David Lee Roth was only 13 then. We could have used his lyrical. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that wraps up tonight's show. We will see you next week, possibly with a part one or a part two, where we will just cover the whole thing with Electric Ladyland. I will see you then. Good night. <laughs>